So good to see you. Glad that you're here on this Memorial Day weekend. I like that song. I like the story of that song. He's the same God now as he was. He don't change. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. The same God. Think about it. A hundred years from now, if he tarries, churches will be worshiping the same God. Back in the dark ages, a thousand years from now, if he tarries, it's the same God. He does not change. We are blessed. This morning, if you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me over to Galatians. I've got a, I'm going to be honest, I've got a lot on my mind this morning, a lot of thoughts, a lot of different places. I, may, I mean, I've got a lot, but it's about five different stops we're going to make this morning. But I want us to, um, somewhat in thought of Memorial Day, not really a Memorial Day in the sense that you would think about it. We, we know that we have men and women that have sacrificed, given their lives so that you and I can have the freedoms that we have here in this great country and really around the world. And I know many of you around the room possibly have lost loved ones. You had family and friends that may have uh, given that sacrifice, and we do honor them this day. And we honor them every day. We just don't talk about it. You know, we, we ride up and down these streets. We have the freedoms. We are blessed men and women. God is so good to us. But there's another death I want us to talk about today. There's another death that, that occurred, I pray, and, and you say, well, we're going to talk about Jesus. Yes, always, we're going to talk about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The choir led us this morning in lifting up the name of King Jesus. Where would we be? We're going to sing a new song in heaven. We're going to sing a great song, but we're going to be singing a song about blood. We're going to be singing a song about the sacrifice that Christ made so that you and I could be there in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of, of all those who trusted Christ as Lord and Savior throughout all of eternity. My prayer is that you know Jesus as your Savior, that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that you can answer the question this morning with great boldness, that if you were to die, that you know where you're going to spend eternity, that you know without a shadow of a doubt. The Bible tells us over and First John, it says, these things we have written to you so that you can know that you have eternal life. You don't have to hope it. You don't have to, well, maybe I'll get there. You can know. We, as people, God has given us His Spirit as a promise, and we can know with certainty that Jesus is our Lord and that our sins are forgiven and that our home, whenever life on this earth ends, that our home is with Him in eternity, not because of our goodness, not because of our abilities, not because of anything that you and I can ever do or have ever done, but only because of the completed work of Jesus there on the cross, there in the tomb, there in the resurrection. Is that your hope this morning? I pray that it is. Because if that is your hope and Christ is your Lord, and you've trusted Him. Jesus says there is no other name under heaven that men are saved. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is salvation nowhere else. So don't, please don't, try to get to heaven some other way. But it's not Jesus' death we're going to talk about this morning. No, it's your death. You're like, what? No, we're not talking about your funeral. We're going to talk about your death. And see, I think this is one of the confusing things that happens inside a church. We study lots of hard things. 
talking about Romans, justification and sanctification and glorification and propitiation and imputation and all those Asians, and we're like, what are you talking about? But you know, there are things in the Bible that are so clear. They're crystal clear. There's no, I mean, it's just straight clear. We see it, we read it, and it's like, uh, yeah, but. Go with me, you're in Galatians. Look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Your death, when you became a Christian, you died. You're like, what? You died. Look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. Are you a Christian? That's what, I, that's what I spent three minutes sharing Christ. That's what I, I gave three minutes of a pretty clear gospel presentation that salvation is found in no other name except Jesus. And every man, woman, boy, and girl on the earth is a sinner. Period. We receive that. We receive it as, as when we're brought into this world. We have a sin nature. Came all the way from Adam and Eve there in the garden. When we trust Christ as our Savior, we die. This flesh, it says, look, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's not just a cute little Bible verse that we read and learn and memorize in, in elementary school out on ocean floor or reading through one of our books. No, the Bible says, period, that you and I, when we trust Christ, when we come into the family, when we're brought from death to life, we die. The Bible says we've been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer you who live, but it's Christ who lives in you. So this Memorial Day weekend, I want to talk about your death. I want to talk about your... your Bible says and you were, you were spiritually dead. I know it seems confusing, but here's what happens. What Jesus does when we put our trust in our faith, we're, we're living this earth, we're, we're living this, we have our life, I mean, it's a, it's a tangible, we, everybody do this, go, blow it out, you know what that means? You're alive, okay? But if you're a Christian, that old you somewhere in the past, and I'm so glad I got all my ocean floor friends in here. Wave at me if you're an ocean floor friend. Wave at me. I got hands all over. I'm so glad you guys are in here. Because here's what God does when He saves us. When He becomes our Savior, you know, we're living. I was just like all you ocean floor friends at one time. I was a kid like you guys, and I got up to like, I don't know, I was four, and I was five, six, seven, eight, just like all of you. And at nine years old, God did a radical thing in my life. He made me alive. But when, for God to make me alive spiritually... I had to, this old me had to die. 
That old person had to die. That's why we can read here in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. He loved me and gave Himself up for me. So here's what happened. Here's how it works. We're living a physical life that looks like all the rest, but there's a problem that we have, and it's a sin problem. Remember, we're born as as little people. We're born as little people, and we're growing up. And What is one of the first words we learn? One of the first words we learn is no. You know how we don't want to share. It's my toy. You can't have my toy. Me, mine. It's all about me. And that me-ism is wrong. And that's bad. And that's sinful. And as we grow up, here's the problem. People that never have Christ never get rid of all that. But big folks... There's a lot of us very confused with this whole thing. It's not complicated. It's really not. I've been crucified with Christ. My old self is gone. Look look over at uh, 2 Corinthians. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. When you and I become a Christian, when we become followers of Jesus, what God does is He crucifies that old flesh, that old self, that old me, and the new me that lives from that moment on, the new you that is living right now, is not that old you before Jesus. That new you that has been saved is not. It does not have all of that stuff that this new you has. Because here's the difference. That old you didn't have the Spirit of God living inside of you. This new you has God in you. He's given you His Spirit. It actually lives inside of you. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. So when we put our trust and our faith in Jesus, something happens. That old me is kind of done away with. Look at those words. Look at what it says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things are passed away it's gone are you listening big church are you listening big church old things are passed away you can't blame you can't blame your mama your daddy your the way your grandpa lived you can't blame nobody why because the bible says if you're a christian therefore anyone is in christ he's a new creature old things are gone it's just gone. I see passed away. I see gone. I see passed away. I see dead. Bible straight up calls it dead. That old you is dead. That old nature is dead. Those old tendencies are dead. Those old desires are dead. 
those old pursuits, those old passions, those old things that used to make us tick are dead. New things have come. That new as we've been given the Spirit of God that lives inside of us. My, at nine years old, I, my old self died and I became a Christian and God made me brand new based on the Word of God. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, I, as a kid, you, how old were you? Where were you when you became a Christian? I'm not talking about the spot, the physical location, but do you remember when God found you? His pursuit, He chased you down and He made you His very own and He brought you in the family. You went from death to to life, but to do that, the old man had to die. <clears throat> and here we sit. Let's go to another one. Go to, um, turn over to Colossians. Turn over to Colossians. Chapter 3. Therefore, if you've been, if, 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 what well, does start the conversation this morning with? Are you a Christian? If you're a Christian, then if you have, if your answer is yes, I'm a believer. Therefore, if you, chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Look at verse 3. For you have what? You have died. And your life is hidden in Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. Therefore, consider your members of your earthly body as dead. Listen. They're dead. The members of our earthly body is dead. That stuff, those pursuits, those passions, those hungers, those things that we ran after. That's why. That's why. Listen. That's why so many folks, if you ain't, if, if vacation Bible school is important, that's why you got to catch them when they're little. That's why the things we do for young people are little. It's so important when they're little. Because here's the deal. You get older, you get on up in your 20s and 30s and 40s, and God forbid beyond. Don't say that God can't save you. But here's the deal. We get in our rut, and we get to live in our own way, and we don't need all of that because I've done without Him for all this time. Here's the deal. God can still save you. But it gets so hard. Because doggone it, you've got 30, 40, 50 plus years under your belt and, and you got this guy standing up on the stage getting all excited and spitting and kicking and doing all that stuff telling you that you need a Savior. You're saying, where has he been all my life? I don't need no Savior. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. When we get a Savior, that old self, that old flesh, that old me dies. And I become brand new. I become a new person. And that old stuff is passed away. Finish verse 5. Therefore consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality. It's not who you are anymore, church. You hear me? That's not who you are. Um, impurity. 
passion. That's not you no more. That's the old you. That's the dead you. Evil desire and greed, which amounts to idolatry. That's not us anymore. Check your life. Comb through. Examine. Look at yourself right now. Is there part? Is there, is there, there fragments? Is there tendencies? Is there, is there residue? Of that dead person floating around. And if it is, then it don't belong. Because that's not who you are anymore. That man was dead. That girl's dead. You know the problem in life? Is we want Jesus and we want that junk. We want eternity. Build me just a cabin in the corner of a glory land. We want that cabin. But we want this trash down here in the meantime. These things ought not be. Keep reading. Verse 6. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience and in them you also listen. You, we, me, you also once walked when you were living in them that old you we all did that stuff in the old you but now you also put them all aside anger and wrath and malice and slander and abusive speech from your mouth do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices and put on a new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him a renewal in which there is no distinction God knows you it don't matter how much you got or don't have. It don't matter your last name. It don't matter what side of the tracks you're from. It don't matter what color you are. It don't matter what, what age. It doesn't matter if you're a have or a have not. God don't care. He loves. And He sent His Son Jesus so that that old man would be dead. And that new man would walk in newness of life. With Him for all of eternity. Go over with me to look at Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Beginning in verse 3. Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into His death? Therefore, we have been buried with Him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with Him in the likeness of His death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with Him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. Listen to this. For he who has died is freed from sin. We don't have to do it. We don't have to. It's a choice. We don't have to. We don't have to go there. Talking about Memorial Day today. Talking about a death that took place. A death not of the men and women, the soldiers that gave the ultimate sacrifice so that you and I could be forgiven. 
so that you and I could have this freedom. No, when we're not talking about Jesus who gave the ultimate sacrifice so that you and I could be forgiven. No, we're talking about this, the death that you and I had when we came to Christ and that old man was put aside. And we walk now in newness of life. When I stand up here, and that preacher, my goodness, what's on his mind all the time. Steadily talking about it. I mean, he ain't got nothing else to talk about. Every week he gets up in front of him and he asks me, how's my walk? How's my walk? What in the world he cares so much about my walk for? Because it's who you are. That's who you are. If you're a Christian. And when I'm asking you, I'm asking you to examine and, and look, is, is this new you? Your walk is, this new you is, this is Christ and we line up with Christ and we're obedience with Christ. And He's our example. He's who we're to emulate. He's who we're to have the mind of. And when, we, when I ask you how's your walk, I'm asking you to compare your life, not to mine, God forbid, But I'm asking you to compare your life to Christ. How He walked, how He lived, how He was, what He said do. I'm asking you to look at your life, not through the lens of a man, but through the lens of the Savior. And how is your walk in comparison to His? We start seeing, well, that's a little off. That's a little off. And Lord, I'm sorry. God, forgive me for that. And forgive me for thinking like that. And Lord, I am so sorry. Lord, I, I... I repent of my sins. Repentance is not just agreeing with what that says. Oh, I agree with it. Preacher, you ain't said nothing wrong yet. Preacher, you're right. Repentance is not just agreeing with it. Repentance is living it. Not doing it no more. Verse 8. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Christ, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Listen to this, church. Even so, consider yourself to be dead to sin, but alive to God and Jesus Christ. Therefore, I'm I'm not talking, I'm not ad-libbing, I'm just simply reading verse by verse by verse. Therefore, Do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust. That's the old man. That's the dead you. You're free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We just read that, remember? We're free. We don't go there. That's not who we are. That was the path we were on. That's the journey we were taking before Christ found us. And when He killed us and He us his very own he started us on a new path that junk is over there that's not who we are anymore it doesn't belong 
And do not, how does it work? What does it look like? Preacher, give me some application to walk out those doors with. What's your opinion? Isn't it awesome that we don't have to get a preacher's opinion? When the Word of God tells us clearly. Verse 13. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. But present yourself to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Preacher, what I do, fix me. Stop. Don't go there again. Don't say it again. Don't think it again. You know it's wrong, don't do it again. James 4.17, to him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. So we know the right thing to do, choose the right thing to do. It's a... It's not an issue of being bad people. No, we're the, the bad person, church, Christian. Listen, the bad you's dead. The bad you died. The bad you was crucified with Christ. The bad you no longer lives. The issue is the new you makes bad choices. The new you is the new you a control freak. When you walk in a room, is the smartest person in the room you? When you're having a debate, is the only one with the right answer is you? When you're the... Are you the center of the universe? Then the issue is you. You're not the center of no universe. Let me help you understand. Preachers being mean. No, let's see what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. See, I only preached once today. I got, I got another hour. I do. I really do. Y'all ain't got nowhere to go. Y'all cooking. Remember, hamburgers and hot dogs is tomorrow. This ain't Memorial Day. This is Sunday. Y'all get on the boat tomorrow, not today. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. You ready? For God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong and the base things come on preacher stop I'm just reading the book see but our flesh don't want to hear that our flesh says I'm somebody 
And the Spirit inside of you says, No, you're not. You're an adopted son of the King. Your flesh screams, I'm, I'm important. And the, the Spirit of God is saying, Well, Jesus didn't think that highly of Himself. Why are you? We're not careful, church. We'll debate. We'll debate difficult things. We'll debate, debate what heaven's going to look like. We'll debate when heaven's going to get here. We'll debate who's going to go there. We'll debate and we'll split and we'll get ticked off at each other and we'll turn our back on one another and doggone it, we'll fight each other over useless things that, that really nobody has the answer to. Isn't it interesting? Nobody really has a good answer to it. But on the things that are straight black and white and written in red most of the time. I hear you, King Jesus. I hear you. I hear you. And I read it. But I choose other than. This morning I want to talk about the death of that person you used to be. God saved you for a purpose. God saved you to walk in newness of life. Guys, we got heaven waiting. We got heaven waiting. Bunch of them gone on. We got heaven waiting on us. What about till then? Walk in obedience. Walk in obedience. Don't turn, just listen, last sticky. But I say walk in the Spirit and you won't carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. For those are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. Here's a list, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, dispute, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its, with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Guys, if you're a Christian, then you have the Spirit of God in living inside of you. And you are free to live in Christ and free to be used by Christ. And, and, and you cut the same news on I cut on. You read the same reports I read. You listen to the same mess that goes on that I listen to. 
And you say, where in the world is there any hope? There is a remnant. There's a remnant. God's not done with you yet. Don't matter how the world lives. It matters how we live. Don't matter what the world is doing. It matters what we're doing. Don't matter how the world's acting. It matters how we're acting. Why? Because we are Christ's representatives. We are his sons and his daughters. Representing him in this world today. If you're a Christian, the old you is dead. The new you is alive. The struggle that you and I walk out those doors with every single week. It's easy to sit in here and, and you know, if you're honest, if you're honest, I say it all the time, this is a safe place. Can't go there now, can you? Can't think that now, can you? Can't, uh, you're not free to mess up now in here, can you? We don't, it's amazing how they don't much craziness happen in this little room right here. Isn't that amazing? Wonder why. It's amazing what accountability does. It's amazing what happens when we know. It's amazing. Follow me. It's amazing what happens when we know Angela's watching. They're watching. It's amazing what happens, guys. The struggle's not when we're sitting in this room. The struggle's when we go out those doors. But we don't go in our own strength. I want you to hear that. You're not going by yourself. You're going in the power of the Holy Spirit who saved you and made you His very own. You go in the power of Jesus. 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 Father God, we're your sons, we're your daughters, God. We're your kids. Lord, we're weak. God in heaven, we're so weak. Help us, Lord. Help us. God, it's easy. In this room, we're not going to be stupid in here. We're going to sit and we're going to, for this hour, we're going to sit and we're going we're gonna to stand when Casey says stands and we're going to sit when he says sit and we're going to kind of close our eyes and we're going to pray along when we or he or they pray. pray. And God, we're going to listen attentively while Brother Shannon talks for for a little bit, God, we're going to listen because this is easy time. And Lord, we're here. We want to hear from you. But God, this is coming to an end in just moments. And God, the saddest part of my week and the saddest part of our week is we have to part from this room and we got to go out those doors and we got to apply this. Hey, Christian. Hey, Christian. That old you is dead. If you see see remnants, if you see particles, if you see trash, if you see stuff from the old you kind of slipping into this new you, guys, it don't belong. You know it don't belong and it absolutely drives you crazy. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what that means. Repentance is not just agreeing what I'm saying right now, guys. Repentance is going out there and I'm not doing it anymore. We don't do that in our own strength. We do that in the power of the Spirit. 
God, help us. We are weak. We cannot fight this battle alone. We cannot fight this war alone, God. Bring freedom, bring release, bring help, God, to every one of God, you tell us there's no temptation that has overtaken us except that which is common to all men. Every person from the youngest to the oldest knows exactly what I'm talking about this morning. It's a universal issue, and there's nobody in this room exempt from this conversation, Lord. With the temptation comes a way of escape, and that is faith in you, King Jesus. Help us, Lord. And we'll give you praise for what you do in and through us. In Christ's name, amen.